Okay, good morning everyone. Agotiyar, agazuntiyar. We're starting a new series, we hope, Besiata Deshmaya. Uh, actually, right now this is by the uh, typist and the layout uh, designer, but it did not make it to the share this morning. So here we have it in its original raw manuscript form. We're going to try, in the past we've had Devetar in English, uh, this year, or at least this week, we're going to try Divrei Taira in Lashen Kaidesh, and these are all original. So these are not; it doesn't come from uh, any other sefer. These are uh, maybe a little different than the Svarim. By the way, uh, last year we came out with the sefer on Bereshis. If anybody wants to procure the sefer, it's available on our site rabbidg.com. You could get it with free shipping. Um, but this is a little bit uh, different than the sefer. This farm are more essays. These are just little short Divrei Torah. We have here on the sheet six of them. And uh, here we go. Let's see how this goes. We know that the first time something appears in the Torah, it is of great significance because it's the root of everything. It sets the tone for everything. Chazal say that everything is incorporated in the first word in the Torah, in Bereshis. So I think it's very interesting that the first trap in the Torah is a tipcha. Bereshis, baralikim, the first trap is a tipcha. As if the whole world stands on the tipcha. Right? The tam mikra arisha, and that's found in the Torah, is a tipcha. The, the tamea mikra, the word bereshis is a tipcha, as if the whole world stands on it. What's the explanation for that? So, uh, pro- we could possibly suggest as follows. The Zohar in Parshas Yisroi says, Alashon, if not for the Tipcha, the world cannot exist. Because it says, It says, Loi Tirtzach. The word Loi has a Tipcha in the Tamelion. Loi, pause, Tirtzach. Because the desire says, even though the Torah says don't murder, sometimes you have to. Somebody violates a misos bezdin, the bezdin has to punish them. Um, and because there's a tipcha on the word loy, loy tinaf, don't commit adultery. But one is allowed to live with their wife, one is allowed to live with their wife even though they already have children. So it's not absolute loy tinaf. Loy, no! But sometimes tinaf under the circumstances and the guidelines of the Torah. Loy signoiv, you're not to steal. But Chazal say you're allowed to trick the Rebbe a little bit to try to teach you more Torah. So the world, says Uzziah, stands on the Tibcha. So we're suggesting the reason why the first trap in the Chumash is the Tibcha is because indeed the whole world stands on the Tibcha. Okay, second idea is, uh, you know, if you look in the Bnei Yisachar Sefer Agadikala, he has 192 ways to unscramble the word Bereshis. So here are two new ones. S. Berashi. The word Aleph, the letters Aleph Tav represent the whole Torah, all the letters of the Torah. The Magad of Mezrich, quoted by Bnei Yisachar, says Aleph Tav are the Oisius Torah. So, the first word of the Torah is saying, Aleph Taf, learn the Torah, Birashi. Or, it could be, Aleph Taf, Rajbi, which stands for, 
Oyer Tairas Rabbeinu Shloima Ben Yitzchak, which is the Torah of Rashi, fine. <clears throat> to me, I've been thinking a lot about this lately. <clears throat> we find that the mitzvah of tshuva really encapsulates every moment of life. We learned, we quoted from a Mishnah Bura recently, um, in Simon Reish Lamites, <clears throat> that one should do tshuva before they go to sleep at night. The Reish Chachma, quoted by the Shla, says one should do tshuva before they eat a meal. The Shla even says on Shabbos, where you can't say vidoy, so before the meal you should say, Es umal Hashem leikacha, slavavcha v'yeslavav zarecha. Um... Timer Devara says every single day you should be Mahar B'tshuva so that every day of your life is connected to Tshuva. The Chidah says before any learning you do and any mitzvah you do, especially when you give tzedakah, you should be Mahar B'tshuva. Why is Tshuva something that really encompasses our whole life? As if, the way we wrote over here, Shabameshach kol yimei chayi adam. Tshuva is something you do throughout one's days and throughout the day. And uh, perhaps the reason is, the Pasuk says in Bereshis, Ela Taldois HaShamayim V'Aretz Behi Baram. And the Gemara Menachas Chav Tesla Bey says, Behi Baram. God created this world with the Ois He. And the Gemara describes why the Ois He. Because the Ois He, you could fall out easily. But there's a special opening on the top to come back in. In other words, the mitz, the mitzios, the reality of this world. This world was created with the letter of tshuva, the whole reality of creation. The whole mitzios ha'olam is that of tshuva. The reason why we have to constantly be doing tshuva is that's the entire essence of this world. This world is the hey, we're constantly coming back in that opening. Every night, every time we do a mitzvah, Every time we eat, every time we learn. So, it's not just that tshuva is important, it's, it sort of defines our reality in this world, which was created with the letter He. Okay. Next idea. Um, Parag Bey's Pasuk Zayin, the Pasuk says, Vayitzar Hashem Aleikim, Rashi says, Why two Yuds? God created us with two creations, one for this world and one for the resurrection of the dead. So that Rashi, that means God programmed into man that he could live now and that he could live at the time of resurrection. This could answer a question that we uh, asked in Tefillah. We asked this question uh, a few weeks ago in Parakuf Memtes, the penultimate Hallelujah. We said, Yismach Yisrael Be'oisav. Israel should rejoice in its makers, plural. And Rav Schwab asks, Why be'oisav lashen rabim? And he brings an answer from Rav Hirsch. But according to this Rashi, you could say it's going on the two creations of man. One for this world and one for Tchiyas HaMesim. And especially Perek Kuf Mem Tes of Tehillim, that's the Perek of praising Hashem for Tchiyas HaMesim, where we say, Yeranenu al Mishkevoisam. So since that's the chapter of Tehillim that praises God for the resurrection, we refer to the two dimensions of man's creation. Okay. Next. This one you should always remember. Um, 
you know, after the sin of Adam Arishain, God punishes the Nachash with ten curses. He punishes Chava with ten curses. He punishes Adam with ten curses. What's the very first thing that Adam Arishain does after these thirty punishments were hurled on him? He turns to his wife Chava and he calls her her name. She, he says to her, you're, you're the mother of all mankind. Interesting. You're the mother of all mankind. You're a mother. Why is that the reaction to God just told Adam, now man has to die, now man has to earn a livelihood, now people get ill, now people get sick, now people have a hard time raising children, now people have, life is difficult, everything is, planting, harvesting. Life used to be blessed in the Garden of Eden and now everything has plummeted, everything has <clears throat> been hurled into a state of curse. And the first thing Adam does is he says, you're a mother. And this was very striking to me. As if in a matzav of klala, in a matzav of challenge, in a matzav of difficulty, there's only one consolation in this world. The only consolation is a mother. That's what Adam Arishna was saying. In such a, in such an existence, in such a difficult, challenging world, the only nechama there is is vayikra Adam l'chav ishtai kihi hoysa im kolchai, like the Navi Yeshaya says, ishasher tenachamenu, that the ultimate nechama is that of a mother, and that's what Adam Arishna was. Uh, was messaging that the one consolation we have in such a difficult world is a mother. Okay, next idea. I think this is pretty interesting. We know that the the week of Shabbos Bereshis is the week we start davening Masharach Mardagashem. Always. No other way to ha- around it. <clears throat> when we start Masharach Mardagashem, that Shabbos is Parshas Bereshis. And we know everything is alluded to in the Parsha of the week. So we're in Parshas Bereshis. Is there a remez that we start Mashavruch of Aragoshem? It's very obvious. Pasuk says, V'chosiyach hasadeh. And all the grass, Terem Yehbaretz, it didn't sprout yet. V'chosiyach hasadeh, Terem Yitzmach. Rashi says that the grass didn't sprout. Why? Because Kiloi Himtir, the rain didn't fall. Rashi asks, why didn't the rain fall? The Pasuk continues, L'fisha Adam Ayin Laveris Adama. There was no man to recognize the importance of rain. When Adam was came and he realized rain was needed, he davened for the rain. So this week's parsha, the Adam ayin adama is the pasuk that says Adam Rishon saw it didn't rain and Adam started davening Mashavaruachamaradagoshe. So you think it's a coincidence? That Shabbos Bereshis is the week we start It's Marumas in this week's parsha. Rashi says clearly there was no grass, there was no herbs, there was not nothing grew because there was no man to pray for the rain. So this week we have the remez in Parshas Bereshis uh, for the Tefillah Mashavachamaragasha. One more. We're all familiar that in Archaim Kufchav Dalid Sivzayin it says that one should not talk. When the Shliach Tzibur says Chazor Sashatz, and if one speaks then, Gadol Avoy his sin is too great to bear. 
Now, obviously, that's a borrowed expression from Bereshit's Parak Dalit Pasuk Yud Gimel. Vayomer Kayin El Hashem Godol Avoyni Minasai. Now, Kayin said to God, "Is my sin of murder too great to bear?" It's a very interesting pasuk. What did Kayin say to Hevel? The pasuk says, "Vayomer Kayin El Hevel Achiv." The Pasuk says, Cain said to Hevel. And then the next thing we know, Cain killed Hevel. Why, what did Cain tell Hevel? And why doesn't the Torah tell us what Cain said to Hevel? It must be. You know what Cain said to Hevel? Nothing. Nonsense. He said, uh, you know, the, did you see the game last night? Can you imagine such a team with such a big payroll? They're going to go down again to that, you know, that team down from Texas. He, they, didn't, they didn't say anything important. They were just shooting the breeze. And from that conversation, there must have had some kind of altercation and Cain killed Havel. So look, from Dvarim Betalem, from absolute nonsense and chatter, look what could come about. Look what Sicha Betela could cause. Sicha Betela, it could end up causing murder. It's the same thing with conversation during Chazar Sashans. Think about what the person is giving up for Sicha Betela. What are they talking about already? They're talking nonsense. And for nonsense, they're profaning and degrading. Dvarim Ha'im Dimbruma Shalaylam. Uh, words of tefillah that stand in the pinnacle of the world. So the commonality between Kayin and Hevel and speaking by Chazar Sashatz is look at the devastating effects of just nonsensical chatter. You think it's innocuous, but you have to be careful. Okay, so these are just some thoughts on the parsha, And uh, I want to go to uh, continue on and begin our new series uh, for the season on tefillah.